And we're back for another edition of the Profit Roadmap. I'm Bear Duplissy alongside Cody Owen, as always. And returning to the studio is a very special guest, our specialist of guests, Mr. Jonathan Potoshnik, CEO, co-founder of Service Autopilot and lawn care millionaire, not to be confused with lawn care millionaire because he wants you to be the lawn care millionaire. He is not the lawn care Thank millionaire. Thank you. I appreciate so. that because, yes, that was the idea behind the name originally. And now everybody calls me the lawn care millionaire. And I hate that. That was not my intent. <laughs> you don't want to be Jonathan, the lawn care millionaire. Yeah, it just sounds forever. so, I don't know. Something about that is wrong in every way. I don't like it. That. <laughs> hey, the reason I bring up the lawn care millionaire channel, and we were talking about this with a few weeks ago with uh, Chris Sims about free content. And there is loads of free content with the lawn care millionaire and how it ties into today's subject is I have asked for I have asked a lot of leads, prospects, and our members this question. Do you have an accountability group? Do you have a group of uh, business owners that you go to and discuss ideas with and everything like that? And they're like, oh well, I you know, I'm part of Lawn Care Millionaire. I'm like, well it's the interaction's kind of lagging with that, you know, it, because you know, those are recordings and everything. So that's no I'm and I'm talking about a real, real you know Real live a YouTube video group. can't follow up with exactly, you, you know. Um, but we're already, you know, as, Co- as everyone knows, Cody and I differ on a lot of things, a lot of things. <laughs> and today's subject is no I'm always diff- right, is no different, whatever. Uh, so does today, that mean I'm gonna be the decider here? Like not, today, am I gonna settle a bet or something? Oh, no, but today's <laughs> subject is no different because, well, okay. when we we're talking about today's subject, I was calling them accountability groups, and Cody refuses to even acknowledge that and calls them mastermind ah, groups. okay. So whatever you want to call it, that's the today's I, subject. I like a group name that makes me feel smarter. Yeah, you need all the help you can get there, buddy. <laughs> so whether they're called accountability groups or mastermind groups, Jonathan, tell us a little bit why. Tell us what, what you call them first. Yeah, tell us, I guess, yeah, settle the bet here. Here we go. Diplomatically, you're both right. Thank you very much, sir. Um, however. <laughs> I wasn't hoping for however, diplomacy. The uh, the name, the maybe one of the first names associated to the concept was Mastermind Group from Napoleon Hill's book Think and Grow Rich. People can't Back see in your the stare, day. Cody. It's fine. <laughs> yeah. Let the audience know that I am staring Bear down with the utmost content. No, he was referencing and Napoleon. I want to get back to that. Floor. So no, I yeah. So Napoleon Hill had a book called Think and Grow Rich. I think it's around the 30s and um, he basically now it slipped my mind who the big the guy with all the money was that hired him to write that book. He wrote it over a 20 year period. It's like, I can't remember who it was. It was somebody. Wasn't it Carnegie? It was, yes. Carnegie? Well, Dale Carnegie? Carnegie, it could have been. Yeah. I can't, it's one no, of. No, not Dale Carnegie, not the author. Yeah, Andrew, Andrew he would have been later. It would have been oh, yeah, it's like the, that level of a person. And you one could of the be right. Yeah, yeah, one of the tycoons. There you go. That's the word. And so he basically introduced Napoleon Hilda. What's the dude's first name that founded Ford? Henry, Henry, thank you, Henry Ford, and people like that, people that were making the world move, Tick, spin, yeah. and turn, and doing big things in the world back at that in that time. And one of the principles that Napoleon Hill discovered through this process of meeting all these extremely wealthy and successful people is that they were part of a group. They were part of an accountability group, a part of a learning group, part of. This accountability is a great word in that they were challenging each other, holding each other accountable. They were um, all operating at a high level. And so each each person was learning from another person, generally in different industries, sometimes in the same industry. And they were learning from them and seeing how they solve problems. And they were applying those ideas to their businesses. And Napoleon Hill gave it the name 
mastermind group. And so that is a prevalent term used to this day to describe that type of a group. Yes, Cody, you're right. That's the name that many use, but Bear, you're right as well, because what is a mastermind group? Oftentimes it's an accountability group. So I would like to point out that I didn't commit any copyright infringement by using my term. So, <laughs> but, but, but my term makes me feel good. Yes. And I'm a millennial and all yes. I care about is feeling good. Yeah, that's so. right. That's true. Go get yourself a cup of coffee. Anyway. Um, I don't just get a cup of coffee bear. I get an artisan crafted barista prepared hot coffee beverage, hot coffee beverage. Isn't that an oxymoron? No, sometimes I go for a cold brew. Oh God. We're going to start divulging into uh, Dungeons and Dragons here in a second. Let's I think get, if we let's say coffee to... one more time, Volpe appears. Yeah, I think so. It's like the, the genie in a magic bottle thing. But getting back to the mastermind group, are you happy, Cody? The mastermind groups in, in particular, what is it about these types of groups, Jonathan, that you find so invaluable or so attractive for the small business owner? There's a variety of things. One, the first thing that comes to mind for me is much of the game of business is about keeping your energy level up. Building a business is this roller coaster of ups and downs. Like one day you think, oh man, things are going awesome. We're going to tear it up. This thing's going to be huge. You sign a contract and everything feels great. Like we're, this is, this is going to work out wonderfully. Like we're going to hit all our goals. And then tomorrow something happens. Two clients are upset. One of your guys doesn't show up. And then it's like you're at the trough of energy level. Like you're, you're beat down. You're exhausted. You're like, why in the world am I doing this? I should have kept the job I had. I'm making no money. Life sucks. And it's this roller coaster of up and down, up and down. And you live that roller coaster for years. Well, if you want to get to the other side of that roller coaster, I guess you'd say, and it, you have to keep your energy level up. If you want to fight through the days that suck and are hard and are beat down when you don't feel like moving on, you need something that will help get your energy level up. They'll keep you excited. Um, and one way to accomplish that is being surrounded by other people that understand what you're going through. A lot of individuals building companies, guys or gals, they can't really go home and talk to their spouse about everything they're dealing with. One, if you bring it home and talk about it every night, doesn't really make for the most awesome relationship. It's just, it just doesn't. It's, you know, it's not that you can't have those conversations, but if everything's about work, that doesn't work out so well. So it's, and also a lot of the junk you're dealing with, depending on who your spouse is, like you may be wired to be able to handle the negativity and the challenges and the problems every single day. And if you bring that home to your spouse, they may not be wired to withstand it. They can't control it. They can't do anything about it. So it just creates fear in their lives, which is harmful to the relationship. It's un, it's unnecessary. You are the one maybe that chose to be the entrepreneur and now you're going to inflict that stress up on them. It's not that you don't live in reality, but you, there's no, why do that? So, well, one reason you'd want to, you do that is because you probably need somebody to talk to. So an accountability group can give you that. A mastermind group can give you that. It can give you that ability to, Talk to other people that understand what you're going through, understand the challenges. It gives you that uh, that weight event, but then it also gives you hope. You see how they've worked through things, and then it keeps your energy level up. You know, it's kind of like when you're down, you got somebody on the other side, sort of fighting, fighting the same fight you're fighting. Like, hey, here's how I solved it. Here's what we're doing. We're on the other side. Here's what you should do. Oh, the problem you're having isn't that bad. You know, just it's you'll get through this. You'll you won't even remember it. Like that's the stuff that that's like an elementary explanation of one of the things that you would get from a a group of that sort. And I'll add one more, and then um, I'll you know give it back to you guys. Then eventually the business gets bigger. It's of some size. I don't know what the number would be. One, two, three, some number of millions of dollars. And now you have some money. You've got cash flow. You don't fret about making bills anymore. 
if you need to hire somebody, you have the money to hire them. It's not like you have unlimited money, but the pain and the struggle that you had before isn't what it was. Now you've got team members that are helping you like carry the torch. You've got team members that are helping you solve problems. So every problem is is no longer on your shoulders. Like you're not the person that has to carry the boulder up the hill by yourself every day. You've got team members and smart team members are helping you solve problems. They're carrying some of the weight. They're dealing with some of the challenges and they're improving the company. And so it becomes easier and better. And many, many people at that point in time become complacent. They they are like satisfied. Things are good. They're making a decent income level now. Like things are taken care of. They don't worry about the mortgage or the kids or they get to take a few vacations. Well, a mastermind group is also that thing that when you get to that place will push you. There's always somebody in that group that's way ahead of you. There's always somebody else in the group that's doing bigger and exciting things. And when you hang out with them, you're like, I can do those things too. I could go for more. I could go bigger. I should work on these things in my company that I'm ignoring. So it's a combination of giving you energy when you need it and challenging you, pushing you, reminding you that you could be so much more, do so much more because of the people you're hanging around. It's that age-old mantra of you are who you who you hang out with. Yep, the five people you hang around. Actually, Bear, I've been thinking that maybe you and I shouldn't hang out as much anymore. You're right. I'm too successful for you. But we actually had a, we actually had a few members on uh, with us um, at the conference this year that they were talking about the group that they have. Um, and one of the issues was um, they're from different parts of the country. Uh, they were talking about a very simple concept of, um, Cody, correct me if I'm wrong, but I was believe how they got rid of debris was the issue. Yeah. Garrett and Chad and Mike, and uh, they the issue was getting rid of debris, a simple problem that every, you know, lawn care landscaping company deals with when they have cleanups and everything like that. One of them just simply asked the question. They were down at one of the other's facilities and they just said, you know, why, why are you do, doing that? Why Why do you do that? You know, why do you do it this way? And the answer was, because everybody does. Have you ever thought about doing this? Just a very simple, innocuous remark that ended up leading to, you know, a thousand dollar money saving, you know, transition for, uh, for the other business. If I, if I remember the stats correctly and everything. And it, it just goes to show you that it's a matter of perspective. So it's not just necessarily about, you know, not taking away from your remark, Jonathan, about it's not just always about them pushing you and stuff like that. It's also the fact that they, they're not they, you. They're not you. And they they see things a little bit differently and you see things differently than they do. And so perspective, I'm a big fan of perspective. And so perspective, I think, you know, is probably the probably the least recognizable or, or least beneficial out of all the things that get listed in a mastermind group. What is what is it about perspective, Jonathan, that you benefit the most from when you're offering perspective to others and when others have uh, returned in kind to you? I think it's similar to what you just said. So as leaders of the company or those actively participating in our company every day, we are essentially, we're stuck in, what's that? You can't see the forest from the trees or something like that. I think that's the saying, you know, mm-hmm. like we're stuck in the trees. We don't have the big, pers- we, we fail to see the big perspective. We fail to see, it makes it harder to make the hard decisions because we're focused on the, the individual to-dos and decisions of the day versus the big macro things that will guide the company in the right direction. And so, when you're involved in a group like that, one is you could simply get called out for some stupid things that you're doing. Like, cause, and you don't know you're doing dumb things because you're stuck in the trees fighting it out. 
And that decision's already been made. Yeah. And it's it's also the thing of we all kind of, oh, well, why do you do it this way? Well, we've always done it this way. It's a little bit of what you just said, or that's what everybody in the industry does. How much of that is going on? And so you get into a group and you get called out for these little things. So it's, it's, and it called out doesn't even necessarily like not have to processing be, credit cards. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It doesn't even have to be a, you know, called out might sound contentious and it doesn't even have to be that way. It's a lot of these groups are like, Hey man, have you ever tried this? We used to do it the way you're doing it so much better. Now we quit doing that or it's the sharing of ideas. And when you think about, so the sharing of ideas could be calling you out on crazy things you're doing that you just, just no way you were going to ever be aware of that because you're too busy dealing with the next fire. And so the group shows you, Hey, here's another way. It could be the group you're dealing with something like you want to sell more work to a certain type of client, or you want to move your business into a certain market. And you've been thinking about this thing for two months. And somebody that's did that three years ago says, Hey, why don't you just do this? Why don't you do that? Hey, why don't you call this guy? Like mm-hmm. it's the, and the answer's done. Like the thing that would you spent two months on and you were going to spend another two months on, you literally get the answer in 15 minutes, you go back and you implement it. There's so many shortcuts that come from these groups or I've seen so many scenarios where your brain's been spinning on this thing you got to do or this project you're going to work on, this this thing we're going to implement in our company. And you're at one of your meetings and you're talking to somebody about it. Maybe it's not even in a formal environment. You're out at dinner one night or you're out at the bar one night and you're having in a very informal conversation. You're like, hey, this is what I'm working on. And three people in the group are like, why would you do that? That was the <laughs> biggest waste of time in our business. We got no return on it. And now that, that project's like off your plate. You don't even do it anymore. How much of a time saver and money saver is that? So it can be everything from don't do this thing or you should be doing this thing or have you ever thought of this idea or you could go down the road on an infant number of scenarios like that and you get those things from hanging around with people that are either ahead of you or maybe behind. Like We're all in different places. Some people are ahead of us in certain parts of the business and we're ahead of other people in, in different parts of the business. And so bringing together all that knowledge sharing that knowledge is unbelievably valuable. This idea of a perspective shift, we've kind of focused a lot on the value that having outside perspectives, people outside your business look at you like the value that brings you. But these groups are are designed to be communities. And the goal would be that you add something, you have a unique value to this group because there's, there's no one else that has the exact same experience as you, has the exact same ideas about how their business runs as you entrepreneurs are, are particularly hardy and, uh, and can withstand a lot of challenges and you bring grit. all of, so. yeah, yeah, you've got that grit that you would bring to this group that, that would change that group. And you have a unique perspective that you can bring to bear on other people's businesses and help them. And there's a lot of intangible benefit to you that comes from helping others. Absolutely. When you have to teach something, you have to learn it as well. Also, mm-hmm teaching something you're telling other people about it if you're not really living it which is so easy to do then you're really kind of calling yourself out at least mm-hmm. at least i do i don't know i just like if i if i'm saying hey man you should be doing this thing and i'm not even doing it anymore which that you know i've given plenty of advice over time it's like geez we stopped doing that it what's what built the company and we've stopped doing it for whatever stupid reason well that makes me want to go get that thing re-implemented so there's you know, it's it's exactly what you said. I mean, there's value in actually helping other people, not just in the receiving as well. Okay, so I'll, I'll, if you don't mind, Jonathan, I'm going to put you on the spot, and you can answer it both ways. One key time history where you handed out that aha moment to somebody, and some someone, not necessarily the same person, returned it in kind to you in terms of in terms of a mastermind group or accountability group. 
Meaning I got an idea back from them? Yeah, like you you handed out the idea, what was it? And that really changed them around. And the same thing happened to you around the similar around the similar time or similar subject. One of the things that I know I've helped quite a number of people with would be business model stuff. I mean, I, there's a ton of things. So that would be looking at the business model of their company. And um, so I'll give you a couple examples to make that a little more clear. What type of client are you serving? Uh, what type of services do you offer? What within your service area, what types of properties do you not serve? What types of clients do you not serve? How do you charge? Um, how do you service the work? Those are all those types of how do you market? Those are all business model considerations. I've, I've given that advice to a lot of individuals on private calls or in group settings that have been highly transformational. Um, you joked about the credit card scenario because we did a credit card podcast a while back. You joked about that credit card scenario. That's one I've given out many times. And t- that's probably one of the biggest things that people have come back to me on said, my gosh, thank you. Usually they're like, I wish I had taken your advice two years ago when you told me to do it. <laughs> so there's that kind of thing. And then on the return from the very same people that I might give that advice to from them would be, well, I'm I'm challenged by certain things that they do. So for example, I'm I'm running a specific business model or doing very specific things in my business. And then they're in different markets, serving different clients, maybe providing different services. And in that conversation, I learn about what they're doing and how they're doing it or how they're charging. There's been a whole ton of members uh, through my academy coaching that have actually charged more for certain services than I charge. Well, that's challenging for me. Like, really? I mean, like that, I'm clearly limiting myself in terms of what we're charging or our team is living under some ridiculous belief around what we can actually make for the service that we're providing. So I see lots of things that other members are doing or they tell me about great ideas and I learn from them just the same. I think one of the principles that's really unique about about mastermind groups and some of the exchanging of ideas. And this isn't necessarily the case, but when you're, we're talking about processes in your business or we're talking about how to do things better, oftentimes the KISS method can be really applied to it. And it's kind of anti-American when you think about it because the idea you know, of masterminds, when we were talking about these legendary figures, Henry Ford, Andrew Carnegie, uh, J.P. Morgan, Kellogg, you know, keep going. You know, they were... Everything was just so, you know, the, the the world was our oyster. Everything was so big and it was all about more and more and more. And that's kind of the concept with some of some of these businesses that we're talking to. Some of the businesses that you own out there, the you know, a lot of your problems can be solved by uh, taking a simpler approach. You Your business model, for instance, you have a very simple approach. You go after a specific type of client. You ha- offer, you know, specific terms and you don't waver off of these things. You keep things very concentrated, very simple, and it's a very, very precise model and i think that that's where when people start to overcomplicate things is when things start to unravel and then all of a sudden you're you you know you leave your head on in the car and that's when if you're explaining some crazy complicated thing that you've worked out uh on paper back by yourself it's really easy to end up being like the gif on the internet of the guy and it's always sunny where he's got his cork board and he's got strings between everything and there's a hundred note cards and he's pointing at it uh it's really easy when you're going back to your mastermind group to explain to them your conspiracy theory uh board of (laughs) note cards for them to go dude what are you doing what no that is a really good point so several just looking back in life several of the decisions that i've made that i wish i hadn't made 
were decisions that I made without talking to anybody else. Like I had the whole thing worked out in my head. And in hindsight, what I sort of realized is I really didn't want anybody to shoot down my idea. So I didn't share it. Like, that's not what you're thinking in the moment. I'm not thinking this is the most genius idea ever. I'm not telling anybody about it because I don't want them to tell me I'm wrong. I'm not thinking that. But I'm just kind of thinking, I don't really need anybody's input on this. This is a good idea. Like, I don't really need their feedback. They're just going to complicate the matter. But frankly, had I got their feedback and actually had to explain it and then sell it and then defend it, maybe I wouldn't have done it. And then it would have <laughs> saved me a whole bunch of money. So to what you're saying, there's a lot of truth in that. I, I if, if you have to defend what you believe, that really helps you crystallize it, figure it out, prove it out. There's a lot of value in that, especially if you're about to go make some big business model change or some big financial investment. And what better group to do that with than a group of individuals that can actually challenge the idea ask good questions and really beat you up on the idea versus somebody doesn't have the faintest idea and doesn't want to hurt your feelings like, oh, yeah, that sounds genius. You should put all your money into that idea. You want to go after the people that know what they're talking about or go present it to them and let them beat it up. And and that's very, very, a very valid point for what one of the examples of what you can get out of a group like this. So now I'm a small business owner and you're like, okay, that's Bear, Cody, Jonathan, that sounds fantastic. I need to, I need to find one of these mastermind groups. I need to find people of similar, you know, similar process and more or more successful. How many people should be in this mastermind group? Are we looking for a very large group? Are we looking for a very small group? What? I'm not sure if I know the answer to that. It depends on the format of the group. So for example, if you're sitting around, if you're going to go on a uh, two day, like let's say you're going to get together for a two day period and work on your businesses together, and you're going to sort of be locked up in a conference room at a hotel or wherever you might do this or somebody's home. I think a smaller- We're calling it a war room. War room. Yeah, there you go. You're then you're, you're a smaller group's going to be better. I don't know what that size might be, maybe 20 or less. You might be able to go more, but frankly, if any one person wants much time to talk and lay out their challenge, you need to be a smaller group so that everybody gets a turn during that time period. One of the things that I've absolutely learned is it's really difficult to truly lay out a challenge in 10 minutes and think you're going to get good advice. So you've been thinking about something for months. You've been thinking through scenarios. You've tried things. So what happens is if you don't have enough time to lay out, hey, here's what we're thinking about implementing on our company, explain it, um, and then get a lot of feedback, it's not going to work out because here's what's going to happen. You're, you you need enough time to lay it out. And then the initial feedback you get back from most of the people in the group, if this is a high level, I'm talking about a, now I'm talking about a high level group. Um, if there's like a couple gurus in the group and everybody else in the group is kind of newer to their business, this may not play out quite the same. But if you, if everybody in the group is a little bit more experienced in business, it's a little higher level group, what's going to happen is you're going to lay out the problem and the majority of the answers that are going to come back, hey, you should do this. You should try this. I know this guy that did this. They're going to be all things you've already thought of or done. So it takes a period of time to get through all of that stuff and then get to the real value where now people are starting starting to run out the quick and easy ideas and now they have to think about it. Then they start to give you the ideas that, oh, okay, that one I haven't heard, that one I haven't tried. So so there's this is a loaded, I mean, there's so many ways we could go with it. Yeah, so (laughs) if it's a higher level group where everybody in the group is operating at a higher level, running bigger businesses, I think a smaller number of people is more valuable. If it's a lower level group, and by level, I just simply mean the amount of experience that everybody has in the room. So for example, I'm in a business group where I believe the average business owner has a $10 million a year or greater business, something like that. That's a higher level room. Uh, there's there's people in there have $100 million businesses. 
Okay. So that is very different than a room that has a lot of individuals that have 300,000 to $2 million businesses. In that room, you're probably going to have, you're more likely going to have a couple people in that room or maybe the leader of the group that has done it, has the big business, has owned multiple businesses, has the answers. So in that case, somebody might say, hey, here's my problem. They laid out in 10 minutes, boom, you've got the answer and they haven't thought of it. Or somebody in there has it and, and they hadn't thought of that. And then you move on to the next person. Does that make sense? So yeah. depending on the level of the room, you're going to need more time to lay out the challenge and more time to get feedback from the group, potentially. That's not always true, but those are some considerations. So size would vary. But it's going to come down to what is the format of of the group, and that's going to determine how many people could be in the room. And so how does one go about finding whatever level they're on, finding a group of individuals like this? It's challenging, actually, to find a group. So there's a couple of things. I mean, you could start at a very elementary level and join something like EO, Entrepreneur Organization. I don't know what it's maybe like three grand a year. I'm not quite sure what it costs to be part of it. There, There's chapters all over the United States. It was founded by Vern Harnish. That's a that's an entry level um, business group. And then, uh, other options are you, you meet up with other people like, like we'll just use something as an example on service autopilot, uh, Facebook group, let's say, or coming to our conferences, you start to establish some relationships with others in the industry. You meet them at your, have dinner with them. You have drinks with them. You hang out with them at our conference. You trade text phone numbers. You start chatting back and forth and then you form a phone group. And eventually, you uh, you just talk on the phone once a month or periodically when you need to talk. And eventually, you maybe go see each other's offices and that it just takes time to build a relationship and then the group mm-hmm. uh, matures. So there, it could be It's something. hard to just will a community yeah, into existence. It's, it's hard and it's hard to get the right group together. Frankly, the majority of groups that last are groups that are paid that has a leader at the top there. I've been in multiple groups where it's just some really successful business people that got together. They all inevitably fall apart within six months to a couple years. Always. I've never, well, I'm in none now. I'm in no free groups because they never last long-term or eventually it gets down to like there's three members left and those three individuals really talk about business, but they also just like hanging out. So to get the real value of it, I think generally you're then looking- they're just friends. Yeah, then yeah. Just, yeah, exactly, yeah. And so- um, Oh man, there's can, no value in that. Yeah, yeah, no, it can still be valuable, but I think paid groups tend to be the um, the better approach, but you know, the, but there's also the opportunity to do exactly what I described, to say this, we'll stick with the Service All Pilot Conference example, make make friends, get to know people, reach out to them, say, hey, would you guys like to at least start having a, a monthly phone call? So, you know, an example would be, it's not a full-fledged mastermind group, but there's a fella, Michael's his name, that I do a once a month call with. And we talk on the phone once a month and we have a structure to our call and we keep it to one hour. It's like, it's, there's a, a layout, a structure, a plan. We get right to business. We each help each other with our, our top problem um, of the month. And that's just the two of us. It Nobody else is involved, but it's you could be something as simple as that. You find someone else that has a level of experience and know-how and you're like, hey, let's just start doing a monthly call. That may blossom into something else. Um, that's a, that's probably the smallest level. And then it might be a group of five or 10 that you you meet up with. It could be a local group just kind of Googling and you find something local. It's like local business owners in different industries. And then after that, you've pretty much got to go seek out a paid group, whether it be a group that is specific to the industry you serve, or it's a group that of business people from different industries, they both have value. Both of those types of groups have value. And uh, then in those cases, you've just got to go find them, like search around, find them, get recommendations, and then join them if you get accepted. Cody's nodding at me for those of, for those of you who are wondering. <laughs> He's, he was uh, you know, trying to decide if he wanted to stare me down again about the mastermind. 
I was just really enjoying the amount of times Jonathan has said masterminds. Like, I think if, <laughs> if an intrepid listener wants to go back and count it, he said masterminds way more than he said accountability. Well, tune in next time that Jonathan is on because then he can settle the uh, the bigger debate, which is... Uh, Whose beard how, is better? Well, that's obvious. That's mine. But if it's pronounced GIF or JIF, so that's going to be the newest one because it is definitely a JIF, not a GIF. So it's it, Yeah, it's a JIF, like peanut butter. Choosing moms, choose you Jeff. Said, okay, then you said gift earlier, so I was, I, I, I was, oh yeah, I was totally ready to throw it down and start a new fight with you. This is, oh, well, oops, well, that's yeah, ru- soft G. That's, oh man, that's ruined. Okay, there's, there's a lot of people who are gonna hold that over my head. Yeah, you totally said it. We can rewind because I'm gonna hold it over. Yours. I would have not been of any help because I would have called it a gift file. <laughs> I've called it a gift file my entire life. <laughs> I naturally read it as GIF as a child and oh. and moved forward. Yeah, which was five minutes ago for those paying attentions. <laughs> <laughs> This is uh this has been an actually invaluable discussion, Jonathan. We really appreciate you coming by, talking to us about finding those uh, those group of fellow business owners that are like minded and even not like minded, painting the the right perspective, challenging you, and uh, being the mastermind group of your dreams, so to speak. They so. could even hold you accountable. Hey, and you know, on that point, I would really encourage you to not be turned off by a group with, of business owners that are not in your industry. A lot of really interesting ideas come from swiping ideas from other industries versus copying what everyone does in your industry. Yeah. That's uh, one of the things we don't do like, as like lawn care companies or cleaning companies. We're not paying close enough attention to HVAC and plumbers, electricians, and all these different industries. And there's so many ideas to be had if we would go swipe those ideas. So don't shy away from being part of a group of very different businesses because there's still a ton to learn. And the, the other side of that coin is that you're from a different industry than they're in and you're going to look at some of the things they're doing and be like, wait, 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 yep. why, why do you do that? So It re- reminds me a lot of the story of my second day on the job at Service Autopilot, which just happened to be at our Manberg conference a few years ago, a couple years back. And I sat at a lunch table with uh, three people, uh, three of our members, uh, two of which were in uh, lawn care and one of them operates an elevator maintenance company Hmm. and really really strange i didn't understand what he meant by elevator first i thought oh is that some kind of like contraption so you can trim trees and stuff like that (laughs) the cherry picker i was totally just enamored by you know everybody else i had met to that point you know it was it was cleaning companies and you know lawn care and landscape and stuff so this guy completely out of his wheelhouse and what you were just saying now, Jonathan, he had a lot of interesting perspectives for that for that lunch conversation for these other two gentlemen um, that were from different parts of the country as well. And they they each and very and I remember this crystal clearly. They each took something that this gentleman had to offer and and, you know, to what end? I don't know if they implemented it back in their businesses, but they, they at least had. Oh, like, I'm going to do that. That's totally great. That's a great idea. Not even close, not even in the same vicinity of the type of business that they do on a day-to-day level. But he had, he had perspective to offer that was very unique and uh, allowed for them to, to capitalize it and hopefully use it and to become successful with it. So I think that's a, I think that's a great point. Perfect example. So, uh, Jonathan, we really appreciate you always coming by, uh, giving us great perspective. I want to use that as my theme word today <laughs> and uh, mastermind groups, accountability groups, whatever you want to call them, seek out those uh, who can challenge you, give you great ideas, give them great ideas because you have something to offer as well. Because uh, as a small business owner, as I mentioned earlier, grit and tenacity are, are, are something to be um, something to be admired. And you have a lot of that to offer. And I'm speaking directly to you, the listener, whoever that may be. You have a lot to offer to these groups as well. So don't think that uh, you're only going to be there to learn. You're also going to be there to provide some great information and great ideas as well. So uh, for Bear Duplicity, 
Cody Owen, as always. He's Jonathan Potoshnik. This is The Prophet Roadmap. We'll see you next time. The music in this episode of The Prophet Roadmap was Rip Tide and Summon the Rock by Kevin MacLeod of Incompetech.com, licensed under Creative Commons by Attribution 3.0 license. If you want to check out Kevin's music, it's some good stuff. Incompetech.com.